Hey everybody, before we get into today's episode of Horror Apocalypse, I just had to issue a uh, correction. Um, later in this episode, I was discussing Mandy with Chris, uh, and I made a comment about Nick from Another Look Podcast, uh, hosted by Nick, Jordan, Ian, and Ben. I made a comment that uh, Nick did not like Mandy, and I wanted to kind of have a discussion with him because he didn't like it, and I loved it so much. The correction is it was not Nick. Nick actually did enjoy Mandy as much as I did. It was either Jordan or Ian that did not like uh, the movie. So I wanted to correct that, get that out there, and make sure everything is uh, correct. So uh, without further ado, we'll get you into today's episode. And Nick... I'm deeply sorry. Sorry. Listeners beware, there's no turning back now. You've entered the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Horror Apocalypse. I'm your co-host, Chris, and with me, as always, is your hostess with the mostess, Miguel. Um, I'm not too happy that because I'm fat, you had to go with hostess, because now I really want a ding-dong giggity. <laughs> That's all right. I've had Twinkies on my on my mind for, for a while now, which is uh, probably where hostess came from. So... Is that why you were talking about going to Thailand? No, 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 no. That's a uh, uh, different type of twink. All right. So what are we discussing today, Chris? Uh, today we have on the board uh, 28 Days Later um, and 28 Weeks Later. So lots of uh, lots of 28 going on in here. 28 dresses. 28 dresses. That's accurate. Excuse me. That's very accurate. 28 <laughs> dresses. So uh, if you want to you wanna jump right into it? Um. Certainly. Let's, uh, for, well, first let's, let's cover some stuff. What have you watched uh, recently to keep you, keep you on your horror side quest? Uh, actually I started watching uh, maniac on Netflix and, um, uh, I started that last night actually. Uh, I don't know if it's a, I think it's a 10 part series. Uh, it's kind of sci-fi ish horror ish is the kind of description I got from it. Very mentally screwing. Um, uh, the entire first episode is, has already got me. You can't figure out what time period this is set in because the technology is all sorts of weird and stuff like that. Um, over the past couple of weeks also watched, uh, the entire series that Netflix has available of, uh, black mirror, which uh, was fantastic. Um, very, very good. Yes. I actually, really uh, there, there were some mirror. episodes that I, I just sat there going, no, there's no, <laughs> there's no way. Um, and uh, last, no, excuse me, two days ago, uh, watched Witch on Netflix. Um, I actually can't wait to discuss that one. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. What did you think? I really, really wanted to throw my Xbox through the window. Um, <laughs> well, not, not not entirely. I mean, some of the, some of the things were okay, but uh, um, I understand it was the 1600s. I get it. Um, but, uh, there was a lot of old English being talked and with a very thick accent. And I found a lot of it hard to hear and like hard to, hard to understand what they were saying. Um, because they talked very quickly and, uh, uh, I, I didn't feel like I got enough of a, of a, of the witch, 
you know, that the aside, unless they're trying to say that, uh, should I, should I say spoilers in this? I, no, know, everybody that listens to this knows oh, we're a spoiler. Okay, so, so spoiler, uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, you see the witch, like, in the beginning, and then you, you don't really see her again till like, halfway. Then you really don't see her again till the end, the actual witch. Unless the witch that they're referring to is the fact that the father and uh, the father and mother of this, little, of this family is calling the daughter a witch. Um, unless that's the witch they're referring to. Um, outside of that, I was kind of like, I was kind of feeling like, well, there should be more witchy stuff going on here, you know? And, um, I, it, it didn't, like, I, I, it didn't get me through the whole, through the whole thing. And by the end of it, I, I was kind of like, I, I want my hour and a half of my life back, but that's, uh, that, that's how, that's how I felt about it. I mean, you, you really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, one thing I'm going to charge you with, with doing, okay. Um, rewatch the movie, mm-hmm. but rewatch it this time and remove the whole supernatural aspect of okay. it. Don't think that there's a witch out there. Look at it more as a brainwashing and a mental illness aspect of it. And you're going to see that movie in a whole different light. So you're trying to say, um, well, not trying to say you're, you're at, you're implying that the, uh, uh, the girl, uh, Thomason, Thomason, something like that. The, whoever, the, whoever the blonde girl is, uh, are you are you trying to say that maybe she has uh, uh, some kind of mental mental issue here, and this is all kind of being seen through her through her own de- uh, not not derangement, but her, through her whole uh, illness. Not so much hers; it's the father's. Father's. Um, he he kind of had this um, controlling aspect to him. He had this. Uh, the mother and the father were pretty much religious zealots, you know, um, they forced the family to live in this, this, uh, basis of, of this yeah. religion. Um, and when any religion re- reaches an extreme point, which they have, it begins to start having this, uh, mental toll on everybody and, and not so much, even the kids that, that aren't, um, indoctrinated into it a hundred percent yet still get affected Referring by to it. the, uh, to the twins, basically the, the, the girl and boy mm-hmm. who the entire time I, I've never seen such bad parenting ever. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to oh, lie. Yeah. <laughs> Those, uh, and I know, I know it's bad to say in this day and age, but, uh, uh back in our day, um, we would have been taken over the knee and just spanked for half the crap. Those kids were, those kids were pulling. Um, but, uh, uh, now I guess they'll, they'll just send an angry tweet to them and, and say, stop being bad. <laughs> stop doing that. Um, but, uh, oh, okay. You know what? You know what? I owe you. Um, as you pointed out today, uh, no, I, I owe you, no. I owe you. I, but if I no. do this, we're, we're, we're even, if I do this, we're no. <laughs> <laughs> like absolutely not. It's Guys, just to give you. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of background be care, story be here. careful how you say uh, this, by the way, because I think a lot of people will be on my side. Just saying. Years, years ago, uh, I tried to get Chris to watch Babylon 5. Not a fan. I tried because Chris inadvertently got me to be a trekker. Uh, we'd come home from school and uh, sit down. What was it? Like Channel 6? They did like two or Something. three episodes of Star yeah, Trek. It was uh, back Next Gen back. Uh, back then. Yeah. Yeah. And then after next gen, um, DS9. DS9 came out, which, which, 
we got into initially the i was not a fan of until the uh until uh, the war started then suddenly suddenly i got pulled back in oh you mean when they started copying babylon 5 oh we're not even gonna start that <laughs> <laughs> anyway chris was a big fan of firefly still is still i is. Huge had fan. not seen it so chris convinced me we made a deal that i would watch firefly give it a shot and if i liked it awesome in exchange chris would watch babylon 5 i went out and i bought the firefly series i sat down i watched the whole thing i loved it went out bought serenity so i could wrap up the story uh chris has seen two episodes of babylon 5 i'll be i'll maybe Maybe four. four. and and i want to say two of those four i probably watched with you when I was complaining about it before the Firefly thing, when it was still on the air. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, I couldn't um, sit through it. I, I just couldn't do it. It, it just, I, I we'll, we'll take it back a little further in high school. When I was in video production class, we used that, the software, which is probably way outdated, uh, the video toaster. And then we found out <laughs> that Babylon five's effects came from the video toaster. And when I found out there was something I could do, in in our rinky dink um, uh, little studio at, at in high school at the time, I it immediately turned me off. I was like, "Cause this program sucks." I was like, "And and this is it, no no." And then and then trying to get through the characters, I, I couldn't do it. It's, it. you know what killed it the most for me was the the guy who looked like a vampire uh, with the uh, with the the the, uh, the hair that went straight up in a in a weird oval, uh, almost like half moon. Mm-hmm. That that guy killed it for me. Um, the, the human, ba- the more human based characters, like the more humanoid, uh, without makeup and stuff like that. Like, uh, um, I almost, I almost got a character name, right? Uh, Gerard, Ger- you know where I'm going with this? The Ger- started with a Jer. No, no, no. Who's the captain? They actually had, I believe two or three throughout the life of the series. Who's the security guy? Um, Ooh. He actually just passed away. Oh, did he? Oh. Um, he was Garibaldi. Uh, Garibaldi. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Um, I liked him. I liked him a lot. But uh, uh, the, the rest, I had a, a hard time with this, with everything else. I really but you did. had an all-star cast in this. I mean, you had Patricia Tallman. You had Bruce Boxleitner. Bill Mummy, for example. I mean. Was Bill Mummy really in that? Yeah. Was he a he main character? Was it, uh, did he really? Yeah. Is, he, is that the is that the character I'm complaining about right now? The one with the weird shaped head? Uh, no. Um, trying to think. Uh, was it Veer? Was he under I heavy makeup? Was he under I heavy makeup? I, I think his name was Vera Cotto. Okay. Because it was Delenn, uh, played by Mira Furland. She was awesome. Um, the Doctor. Jakar, I think, was one of my favorites. He was he was the guy who uh, kind of looked like a lizard, right? Or, yeah, okay. and it wasn't Veer. I'm sorry, Veer was the um, attache to Londo, Londo Malari. Londo's the one with the weird head, right? With the weird shape. Yes. that's the guy. Okay, so oh, so he played his uh, uh, we'll call him Ward type character that was yeah. always around. I didn't know that was Bill and Mummy. I did not know that. No, no, Bill Mummy was Lanier. He was the um, the same kind of role that Veer was yeah. to Londo. Uh, he was that role to uh, Delenn. Okay. 
All right. We'll take a poll. Anyway. No, no, we can take a poll. No, we're, we're no, 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 we're taking a poll. Um, being the fact that now I now I have more of this information, is it worth for me to even even bother uh, watching Bab? Uh, how many seasons of Babylon Five? How many seasons there? There's only, only five. five. Okay, so I gave you one season of, of Firefly um, and a movie. You were giving me five seasons of Babylon Five. <laughs> is it even fair at this point, or should I even bother watching it um, at this point? Uh, go ahead and and you can leave your comments. On the uh, on the Facebook page, if I should bother doing this or not, I feel like I shouldn't, but that's that's just me. And if you feel that he should, go ahead and watch the all five seasons of Babylon Five, and maybe we can even it up, and I'll watch four more uh, seasons of some other show that you recommend. We'll some go that other route. show. I recommend some other, you know. <clears throat> okay, I'm cool with this. I'm totally cool with this, and not only that. I will take the rec if if I end up having to do this. I will even take the recommendation of of the show you're going to have to watch from somebody who posts. For the most the most show uh, the most uh, um, uh, uh, requested show from everybody. That okay. sound fair? Sound fair? Okay. We can okay. We can definitely right. do that. It's own. It's own. <laughs> All right. Well, since you had almost ten minutes of your horror side. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I after the uh, uh, for everybody, I recently had surgery, so I had a lot of time to sit back and watch catch up on Netflix and stuff like that. So I, I'm sure I'm missing some movies that I probably watched. But but go ahead. What what uh, what did you do? Well, first off, I was really excited when you said you watched Maniac because my first thought was maybe you watched that 1980s movie. Um, turns out you didn't. Um, <laughs> I know, I know what you're talking about now. The second you said that, I was, I was like, "What 1980s?" Oh, right, right, okay. Well, yeah, yeah it was uh, Carolyn Monroe was in it, and that's pretty much the only thing I really remember because I think she's <laughs> one of the hottest 80s uh, horror babes. Um, but did you know that that movie was remade as well? No, I did not. Yeah, it was, also, also um, called Maniac or something else. Also called Maniac, uh, released in 2012 by Eli- with Elijah Wood. With Elijah Wood. Yes, and you have never seen him in a more psychotic role than he was in in Maniac. I actually got them both on Blu-ray just because how disturbing and freaky it was. Okay, I'll check it out. But for for me, um, I actually I was hearing a lot of talk about the movie Mandy with Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found it uh, streaming online. I forced a uh, reader to watch it, and you you know how picky I am with movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I said three words through the entire movie. If I blinked more than a dozen times, um, I probably had something in my eye. And at the end, when it was done and the credits were rolling, I think it was the first time in at least a decade. I said, I fucking love that movie. Really? Yes. It's amazing. It really is. It's the best performance I think I've ever seen from Nicolas Cage. Um, there's a scene uh, after everything happens with Mandy. He's back at their home. He goes to the bathroom and pulls out this uh, hidden bottle of, uh, I'm guessing it's vodka. Uh, so that right there, there, there's already so many things that are happening. One, we know he's he's troubled. He's got this hidden bottle in the bathroom. Um, he pulls it out. He's drinking. He's in his uh, T-shirt and underwear, and he just suddenly starts screaming. 
And at first you kind of laugh. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Seriously. And then it just keeps going and going and going. And you can't help. But eventually by the end of the scene, when he stops screaming, you're just in shock. You don't know how to react. He really conveyed this feeling of pain and this feeling of loss and you feel for him. Um, it is probably the most visually stunning movie I have ever seen. Um, there's a scene where the cult leader is talking to Mandy and the way it fades from her face to his face. is so subtle that I don't think I recognized it until about the second time or third time even that it happened. And even then, it's not a 100% full transition back and forth, back and forth. Um, it's just absolutely gorgeous. When they're together, it's a bright, uh, colorful, vibrant world. And then when something bad is happening, it's either green or dark red filters. And oh, my God, it's just absolutely great. Uh, great gore. Um the scene where he shoves his custom axe down this guy's throat and just blood everywhere. Uh, the chainsaw battle. Um, I'm sorry. You said chainsaw battle. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas cage um, comes up to this guy and he's trying to start this chainsaw that just won't start. And it's like a standard size chainsaw. The other guy looks at him kind of like a, what the fuck are you doing? Reaches over and grabs this chainsaw and starts pulling it out from behind this, uh, I'm thinking it's a vehicle and the chainsaw itself is like five feet long <laughs> and they go at this fight and it's, it's very well done. Um, I, I got to say the music, the visuals, the acting, just everything, everything about this movie was near perfection. In my opinion, um, I'm trying to convince Rita. I want to say it's October 6th, 7th and 8th. They're going to have it at the uh, Enzian Theater here in Orlando. And I just, I have to go see it on the big screen. Okay. How old's the movie? The movie's not that, that old, right? 2018. Wow. Okay. All right. Some reason, because uh, uh, I, I heard that I've heard of the movie. I just didn't know how old it was. I didn't know it was out. Out. Yeah. So it's, it's one that I would full fledged, 100% highly recommend. And um, I'm kind of hoping we get to talk with some people from uh, some other podcasts at some time because uh, Nick Kriegbaum from um, another podcast called, I believe it's called Another Look. Mm. Uh, he's one of the, the guys that I know on Facebook. He hated it. <laughs> oh, OK. So, so you guys have, we're, um, definitely have some uh, uh, absolute opposite op opinions on this one. Oh, exactly. And uh, one of my oldest online friends, uh, the one who actually I hate to say it this way, but he um, kind of got me into the way I critique movies, the way I look at movies. Uh, Josh Hadley mm. from uh, 1201 Beyond. Mm. He uh, he loved it as well. And I'm finding that, that him and I are starting to get the, the same taste, except he actually likes Quentin Tarantino and I can't stand that fucking hack. <laughs> but um... I have no I have no problem with Quentin Tarantino. That, that last one, the uh, um, Hateful Eight. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed. I, I, I if you haven't seen it, I, I definitely recommend watching it, even if it's a, uh, you know, swallow your, uh, swallow your hatred there for a minute. It's pretty good. Well, I'm going to be swallowing my hatred um, 
this month because I did our 31 days of horror and one of the movies we're going to watch is 31 by Rob Zombie. So I'm going to have to swallow back some hate. Uh, I think to start with, wait, I think I like that one. Which one was 31? I, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people were talking about it. I found a promo copy in the $5 bin at Walmart. So I said, fuck it. And I grabbed it. I did not see 31. That, was that like the last one he did? Or is that uh, like second to last one he did? Cause I haven't seen the last two he did, he's done. I'm pretty sure it's it's one of his newest ones where they did the Kickstarter and you could be a producer. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I don't I don't think I've seen that one. Um, I, I heard for some some reason there was a sequel was coming to uh, uh, one of those earlier ones, uh, Devil's Rejects. That there was going to be a sequel. well, uh, Devil's Rejects is a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. No, I mean, and we are getting a, sequ- a sequel to, to Devil's that Rejects. Yeah. Three from Hell, I think is the name of it. Something, yeah, something, something like that. Um, which I, I, at the time, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, those two movies, like they did nothing for me at the time, but I, I've seen them like later. I, not recently, but later. And, and I actually enjoyed them a lot more. So I still can't stand house of a thousand corpses. I, the ending always got me. Um, but, uh, um, I'm totally, totally cool with it. Totally cool with it now. Just, just when you, when you look at it and you go, you know, it's something he enjoyed. It's something he, he wanted to make. You know, it wasn't it wasn't like a studio said that here's your script, you're doing this. It was like, no, no, it's it. it I, I like for the sake of, you know, the artist getting to do his thing. And that's that's what he wanted to do. You know, whether whether we hate it or not, you know, I really hope you're using the term artist loosely. How many albums did you own at the time? Oh, probably all. There you go. So <laughs> we can we can look at artists either way, whether whether it's a, a you know movie artist or or a music artist or um, Picasso in in his. Uh, in... I have never seen someone paint such an image with feces. <laughs> the Mona Lisa really smells completely different, all depending on what paint you use. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are 20 minutes in and we haven't even started talking about the movies yet. Uh, So we're probably going to run through these pretty quick. Um, We're once again, we're talking about 28 days later and 28 weeks later, uh, both of which go back to back very well, uh, even though they deal with totally different characters. Um, But to kind of give you a recap, we're going to go ahead and play the trailer now for 28 days. Got some bad news. It started as writing. And right from the beginning, you knew this was different. It was happening in small villages, market towns. And then it wasn't on the TV anymore. It was in the street outside. It was coming through your windows. It was a virus. Infection. Animals are contagious. The infection is in their blood and saliva. One bite. Something in the blood. And they tried to evacuate the cities, it was already too late. No! You're the first uninfected person we've seen in six days.
So after that little break there, hopefully you guys remember this movie. It is uh, from 2006, was it? 2003. 2003. No, 2002. I'm sorry. Uh, Let me double check. IMDb. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, my God. Uh, IMDb. Two, 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 two. Release date. Yep. 2002. Really? I got 2000. Where did I get 2003 from? Oh, 2003. I... <laughs> uh, USA Sundance Film Festival 2003, UK 2002, Ireland 2002. Um, so yeah, okay, 2002, 2003. We can go with either one of those. Either way. <laughs> and 28 weeks was, or 28 weeks later was from 2007. Um, I think Danny Boyle did a fantastic job with the first 28 days, and it kind of shows with the ratings. IMDb had it at a 7.6 at the time of our viewing. Which is what two months ago? Uh, yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah, it's roughly two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, 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 had to, uh, I had to go back and start uh, start rereading this stuff to see see what I said. Right. <laughs> well, IMDb was a seven point six out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, pretty high rating, eighty six percent. Metacritic gave it a seventy three percent, and Google users rated it four point four out of five. You know, that's the only thing I didn't look at was Google users. Uh, I should probably start adding that adding that to my thing too. Um, well. So. It was one that I thought about, but it, uh, it, it not all the movies that I've been looking at or watching actually have a Google oh, really? rating. So, okay. yeah. yeah, we may just stick with the big three, but uh, 28 Days, um, I, I love it. I loved it when it came out. I remember reading about it in Fangoria before it came out, uh, just getting really excited about it. Um, it, it opens with... Um, probably one of the most disturbing scenes uh, to come out in the last, uh, I don't want to call it a zombie movie because it's not a zombie movie, but the, yeah, you really, you really can't classify it as zombie. Well, not, not this one. Uh, and that's, that's yeah. something we'll, we'll talk about. The The second one, I think had a lot of zombie elements and that's why people get confused with, with the term zombie for it. But um, it, it's, it's like news flashes and uh, just this horrific imagery that we see on a day-to-day basis um, war and people beating each other up and shooting each other in the streets and just the, basically the atrocities that man has uh, against each other. And we find out that they're kind of force feeding this imagery to a, a chimp. Um, once we, we see that, then we start seeing these people breaking into this uh, facility. We find out it's, it's sort of like a PETA type group that's uh, trying to rescue this chimp Um when they break into the room uh, to free this chimp, uh, all monkey hell breaks loose. Uh, all the chimps are jumping around, screaming, banging on their, their plexiglass cages. Um, doctor comes in and sees what's what's happening, uh, pleads with them to stop. Uh, I think they, they beat the hell out of him. They did. They did. And, they, and he tried warning them to say, you don't want to do this. They're, they're infected. They're infected. They, he flat out said, don't do this. Like, like he understood their plight, but at the same time was like, you don't want to unleash this on the world. Please don't do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, and of course, as as most people, when they, they get their eyes on on what they consider a prize, they just don't care. They've mm-hmm. they're focused. Nothing's going to stand in their way and they unleash hell. Um, we flash forward, uh, ironically, 28 days. Um and at that point, we meet uh, Jim, 
He wakes up on a hospital bed. Uh, unfortunately, very gratuitous hospital bed. <laughs> yes, we see Jim's twig and berries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he wakes up. He get, I, and you know what? I'm going to make a decree right now after I heard you drinking water. <clears throat> For every um <laughs> that I say in this episode, I'm going to put a quarter yep. in the um jar. Doesn't those, um jar? Those last two don't count, by the way. Um, <laughs> That one counts. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're treated to, to Jim getting out of bed. Well, some of us are treated. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't too... I kept looking away. My wife stared at it, so... Hey, I'll give him credit. It was impressive. I'll give him credit. Yeah, yeah. It's Scarecrow's got it going on. I I watched it and I went, ugh. My wife, Devil Bunny, looked at it, our producer. She looked at it and went, oh, that's what it's supposed to look like. (laughs) I said, yes, dear. But, But anyway, he gets out. He is walking around the hospital. The hospital is deserted. There's nothing... Uh, around he gathers up a bunch of what was it coke or tab or something oh he like busted into a uh a couple vending machines uh candy chips uh tab coke whatever whatever was available and just realized it was time for him to get out because there's no one there but he needed to eat because he hadn't uh, probably hadn't been eating in a very long time well we find out he was in a coma for what a week something like that Something of that nature, yeah. But I, I gotta say, I I give him props. I would not have thought about grabbing a plastic bag and throwing a bunch of stuff in it. I would be more concerned with finding out what was going on. You know, and so the fact that he was kind of forethinking yep. like that, I, I thought that was very well done. Yeah, I know I, I definitely wouldn't have wouldn't have thought of it at all. At all. But we we flash forward. Uh, Jim is is walking around. He finally gets out of the hospital. He's looking around, and I think this is probably my favorite part about this entire movie was the amazing visuals. Um, this there's another quarter. This uh, filmmaker. I didn't do anything made, that time. No, me. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> he made <laughs> he made London feel empty, and if Completely. you've ever been to London, you know. It's jam packed. It's like New York in uh, in England. I actually wondered uh, that that entire scene and, and several scenes similar to that. I wondered how much money they paid to rope off those like those parts and how much CGI they had to do to remove people. You know, Not much. Like what like what the permits were going to cost just to just to say no, we need all of like Trafalgar Square or whatever, like roped off and whatever between these hours and these hours, we can't see a person. And and uh, uh, then whoever was left, you know, they probably had the CGI amount. No, it was. Uh, I remember reading about this. They filmed this at like the ass crack of dawn. Uh, there weren't very many people out on the street, so they didn't have to block it up and tie down London for very long. Mm. Um, as a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, I think I read that they were very proud in the fact that they didn't disrupt the natural flow of London, people getting to and from their, their jobs and things like that. So yeah, yeah. They, the way they filmed it, they timed it perfectly. They had the right areas done. Um, places from, what was it? Big Ben, Piccadilly Square, mm-hmm. London Bridge, Buckingham, all these very popular places. They filmed at just the right times where there weren't people there and they didn't have to block off and disrupt a lot of the, the flow. 
Well, whoever whoever uh, figured all that out, uh, I hope he got hope he got himself a raise because that was a that was a damn good job. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Um, so we we flash forward and we get a lot of uh, in between stuff. We we're starting to see some of the the baddies coming out. We find out there's a whole group of survivors. Um, that's another quarter. Uh, <laughs> Are we counting us or ums? Just the ums. Those Just are the ums. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we also find um, Jim's, <laughs> yes, Jim's parents. And I thought, I actually got choked up at that scene. Do you remember the scene? Um, where he makes it back home? Yeah, when he gets in and he finds his parents in bed and they've kind of, I think they took pills, they overdosed themselves yeah. to sleep. And they had a picture of him with them and on the back it said uh with endless love we left you sleeping right 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 that see, was see, just see two months of not seeing that i'm gonna forget those little things like that no you're absolutely right um, they, that hit me right in the feels yep the one thing i will say um about the now i'm making a mental note of every time i'm about to say um too uh <laughs> the one thing i will say about uh dog uh, oh, this is really difficult it is. Wow. Wow. Okay. The one thing I will say about one of the co-stars. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, this isn't working. This just isn't working. You know, Screw it. it. I'm umming everything. <laughs> let me let me just break in for a second. Larissa, she's the head of our street team. Uh, she put together, she wanted to do a five-minute episode. So she recorded mm-hmm. one for The Nun which I'm going to edit pretty soon and try to release that, get it out there as quickly as possible. I noticed about a minute in how many times she was saying, um, so I sent her a message and I said, Hey, it's great. Uh, she did it all on her phone. So we've got kind of the phone sound to it and we'll work on getting her some better equipment and get her into recording, uh, clearer sound. But I said, I need you to do me a favor, sit down, listen to your whole recording. It's only five minutes have a notepad with you. And every time you say, um, or, uh, make a hatch mark. And it turned out an average of like once every six seconds. Oh, you wow. just, you don't notice it. it you did, don't did she notice get, it. Did she get a total count of how many? Yes. Uh, it was 50, 50 times, 50 something times. I think 50 something times in five minutes is not, not incredibly bad. But but it's still, still, yeah, still up there, though. That's uh, yeah. Wow. wow. So we need to hold ourselves to the same standard. Absolutely. And I I know that's one thing I hate when I listen to a lot of the podcasts out there is how many times people say the word um or uh. it just it doesn't sound very professional. Well, you know and, what? A, you know what a good idea is, um, is, hmm. is as I'm saying it, I'm, I'm, I'm screwing it up. But a good idea is replace <laughs> it with another word that actually works you know, can work in. So uh, for example, every time you want to say, uh, or, um, just say cock. I think that'll work out a lot better. No. Uh, Fluttershy. Fluttershy. You're Fluttershy of cock. Rainbow dash. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm a, my little pony fan. Oh, 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 my, my (laughs) doctor hooves. Um, <laughs> uh, that'll be the only 
name I drop ever because I don't know. I don't know the rest. So it's only because I saw the toy of it and I went, hey, even even they're doing Doctor Who. Uh, you know the the you know the other characters. No, no, I don't. I don't. I, I don't. You you tried at one point in time. You really tried, and I just can't. I, I refuse. I refuse. <laughs> um. So what I was uh, oh, it's still happening. What I cock saying was <laughs> the woman that cock uh, Naomi Harris, uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the cock uh, cock um, cock cock. Oh, it's a good thing we we leave this explicit, and I don't have to go back and edit those. Oh, out. I know it's a, this is this is a family definitely family friendly. Make sure you get the uh, the younger kids in the room and and crank this up. Uh, no, no. So uh, Naomi Harris, um, the girl who uh, who's like the the one of the survivors that is, that is the stronger one out of out of all the survivors. Um, she, I, I had a, I had a problem with with her character. I mean, you can tell like when she meet when she meets up with Cillian Murphy um, that you know she's the strong one. She's she's the one who, who's in control. He, you know, she basically says just follow what I am doing and you'll live. She goes from this to being soft. To being like, I'm the damsel in distress as as the movie goes on, to then going like completely rampage uh, toward uh, uh, towards it, and and uh, then being calm again, you know, to almost being like, I'm the lady, and I was a lady who was in distress, and now I'm okay, everything's fine, you know, I can I can live, and and this guy is going to be my my alpha, which came out of nowhere. That was that was the only problem I really had with that with that. Uh, that character. I mean, she went through a lot in the movie. She absolutely went through a lot in the movie, but, but her character alone kind of, just kind of bothered me a little bit. Not, not, that's, I'm not saying that, you know, a, a down thing to the movie at all, but just, uh, just watching her is just, it's, it bothered me when I saw it happen. I was like, wow, really? You're going to do that. Okay. All right. It just, uh, it, it didn't, to me, it didn't seem natural. Just didn't seem like a, like a natural uh, progression and regression to her. And uh, see, I'm the other end. I don't know much about, her background, but I could see that happening. I could see her having to be become tough because you see London, you see how desolate it is, and she's kind of found this small group of survivors that she's a part of. Nothing, there was no real attraction for her to any of those mm -hmm. people when your only moment is that of uh, survival. So when she finally meets Jim... And she starts realizing that she can have these feelings, this, this kind of emotion for somebody else that does soften her up a little bit. She's able to kind of step back and uh, let him be that part of her that she wants. And that allows her to become a softer person. That's very insightful. It really is. There is. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a quarter for your um jar for that. That was, uh, <laughs> that, that was way, way more insightful than I expected. Um, Wow! Just saying, just saying. No, just on, just on that, just on that character, just on that character alone. Like I, I didn't. You, you definitely saw it in a different way than I did. You, you definitely did. Like I, to me, I was just like, I just don't understand how it happened. Like she just went from that so quickly, and you broke it down as if you were inside her mind, and that's uh, to me says that vagina. That's what that says to me. Um, <laughs> no, ser no, in, in all seriousness, I mean that, that was a, that was a good breakdown. I, I didn't, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way, and, and I I, uh, I salute to you, sir. I do. 
<laughs> um, but did you also notice what I did there with uh, when I said uh, to Rampage? Did you see what I did there? Yes. Okay. I didn't recognize her at all, by the way, when it, when I saw that. I was like, oh, huh, she's in Rampage. I didn't even know it. Oh, in was... that case, no, I did not get what you were saying because I have not seen her. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were making a reference to what the uh, the infected were doing. No, 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 no. Uh, she was uh, she was in Rampage, and uh, I didn't I didn't recognize her at all. Huh. And I, if it wasn't for IMDb telling me that she was in Rampage, I wouldn't have noticed. I'm not a a big uh, Dwayne Johnson fan, so I haven't. Well, really... this podcast is over. Goodbye. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, really, you don't. Uh, I, I I am. I I, I find his movies uh, fun. But. I like some of his stuff, but um, I don't know. It, it, once he started doing the Fast and Furious stuff, and that I won't watch. I'm not. Wait, I'm not a Fast he, and Furious. He the Tooth Fairy. He did. He did. Yeah, that's it. I'm out. That was that was the best uh, the best he's ever done, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that that movie was at the height of his career. Everything he's done since then has just been nothing. He did everything the, is Tooth Fairy. The absolutely shitty remake <laughs> of uh, Walking Tall. Um, whoa, whoa! You didn't like Walking Tall? No, the original. Wow, really? Was so much I thought it. I, I'm not not knocking the original at all. I just I thought this movie was fun. There I, are I thought it was a lot of fun. there are certain movies that don't need to be remade until certain points because they have social commentary to them. Sure. Night of the Living Dead, for example, if they remade that now, not back in the '90s, but mm-hmm. say now with all mm-hmm. the racial tension that we have going on in our country at the moment then it would be a poignant time to have a remake like that. Walking Tall didn't need to be remade. There was nothing in that that era when it was remade to tie it to. Okay. I at this at this point in time the only at that point I I'm I'm just saying I I enjoyed it for the for the sake of what it was. It's kind of like The Longest Yard. Like The Longest Yard didn't need a remake. Um and uh, uh but the remake was fun. You know, it didn't need Correction. to happen. It, you know, it didn't need that. It didn't need a remake with Adam Sandler. It, all right, I'll give you that. I'll give you <laughs> that. I, I, Adam Sandler was definitely out of place in that movie. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, rest definitely in peace, Burt Reynolds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, rest in peace, Burt Reynolds' mustache. Um, because quite frankly, when he doesn't have the mustache, it kind of freaks me out. It really does. Yeah, yeah I agree. He looks like a completely different person. Like Tom Selleck, same thing. When that mustache is gone, it's 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 not right. I don't think I've ever seen him without a mustache. Watch uh, In or Out, uh, no In and Out, uh, Kevin Klein movie. Uh, he has no facial hair in that one. He he plays a uh, an older gay gentleman, um, and it freaks you out the entire time. You're just like, please grow a mustache, please. <laughs> um, but anyway, side sidetracked. Um, that, that's uh, my feeling on uh, on Naomi Harris's character, and and you you did give me something to think about, so I, I'll I'll definitely think about that. Well, for me, I think my favorite character, which we were getting up to, was uh, Frank. Play I was played by was it Brendan Brendan uh, Brendan Gleeson. Yep. Yeah. Mad Eye Mooney. Is, yeah. He's probably my favorite character in this this whole movie, and probably one of the most emotional uh, deaths. Infections. Infections. I'm not going to call okay. it a death. They okay. don't die yet. Sure. But one of the most emotional affections. Um, he's that's a which, quarter, which could have been completely avoided, by the way. Yes, it could have been completely Had he not avoided. Up, yep. Just look forward. Don't look up. 
but that was that was a sad moment. Uh, I think it was even worse when the infection finally happened to him and he feels it, it coming. His daughter is being pushed away and then everybody comes out and shoots and kills him right in front of her. Yep. yep. It was it was a rough, uh, rough part of the movie. Yeah, it definitely was that that if you want to talk about the feels that 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 part of it will definitely give you the feels, especially the fact of he's a he's a likable character. He's a yes. likable character. And um, there's another one. Uh, oh, once you start, it's really hard to stop. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's like opening a, a can of Pringles. So uh, he's a very likable character, as well as the fact of uh, I, I follow him as an actor as as, as well. So uh, seeing that happen, it was it was I was like, ah, oh, really? Like, don't do that. Like, keep him around to the end. It was uh, that that was a sad, uh, definitely a sad moment, and it, it it's nothing but the feel bad for the for the you're absolutely right, feel bad for the girl. Um, yeah, who had we just had to witness that. So uh, at this point, we are treated to a new character. Uh, I actually really like this actor. You remember Chris Eccleston? Of course, I remember Chris uh, Chris Eccleston. Uh, that would be uh, our ninth Doctor if you're if you're a Whovian. Exactly. Um, I did not like his character here, though. Absolutely not. Uh, I, he, he's supposed to be the asshole, and he is. We, we get to, to see how much of an asshole and, and creepy he is. But I did notice something recently. His name was uh, was it Henry uh, Major Henry, Henry West. West. Yep. Yes. So it's it's Henry West. I I wonder since the director is uh, a fan of zombie movies, was that a play towards Reanimator? Uh, and he's kind of naming him after Herbert West. That would be more information than than I would have known. Well, I'm just wondering. You know. I, it's, I just threw it out there. If uh, by some chance Danny Boyle listens to this at some point, <laughs> maybe he can chime in. But um, and maybe make a third uh, third train spotting movie. It would be fantastic. That'd be great. Ugh. Don't don't you be careful. You be careful what you're saying. That if train spotting was a great movie. So anyway, Henry West has <laughs> a group of uh, soldiers that he's kind of they've taken over this this farmhouse, basically, and, and they've turned it into their stronghold. And uh, they're keeping one of the infected as a pet and testing. And there's just a lot going on with this. Uh, they take a, the, everybody in. They take Naomi in. They take um, what's his name? Jim. Uh, Cillian Jim. They take Jim in and the daughter and they, they're trying to convey that they're a trustworthy group and they want to join them because the military always sounds like a bunch of trustworthy people in that type of situation all the time yeah but they're not are they chris no no they're not they are not he was he's about as trustworthy as his character was in thor 2 the dark world um which wow nothing you don't remember thor 2 the dark world uh just keep talking okay i'll keep talking (laughs) so uh they give that whole impression that everything's good here. We're, we're going to rebuild society. The, the entire world is dead. It's just us left. We're the only ones surviving. Um, they try to uh, do their best to um, make them feel more at ease, make them feel at home, uh, try, try to uh, integrate them a little bit until you find that uh, what they really want to do is uh, use the two women uh, to start repopulating the planet um, through what uh, – um, uh, I'm not a big fan of using the R word, so I'm not. I'm not going to bother saying it. But uh, through um, uh, un ravaging, uh, yeah, we can do that. Or un unconsensual uh, intercourse, we'll call it that way. 
um, and they try to off Cillian Murphy's character, Jim, so this way there's no one stopping them. Um, which Jim, uh, and the character for the majority of the movie, isn't the strong one. He He's definitely more, you can tell throughout the movie going, he was more of a lover than a fighter. Uh, he's not going to back down, um, but he's definitely not... Um, this is where I, we start getting into the weird versions of uh, the weird issues I, I started having with it. Going from somebody who um, was confused come out of, coming out of a coma, um, not really know, understanding what's going on, kind of uh, get, getting uh, uh, set up with this group of people, um, as well as almost did it another time. Uh, and I did it again anyway. Getting set up with, uh, <laughs> with this group of people and going through, uh, you know, going through everything that they went through, um, not being the strong one, and suddenly he becomes Rambo. Uh, not only becomes Rambo, he's taking out trained military personnel. Um, it, granted, sure, maybe it's adrenaline, maybe it's whatever, uh, maybe he's just really against what what's happening. But that that I kind of had a, a little bit of a little bit of an issue with going from scared to acceptance of everything, to survival, to just flat out fucking Rambo. And they, that to me was just like, I, I couldn't see how they didn't take him out very, very quickly uh, and carry on with their plan. But um, his plan of taking them out, I, I'm not sure if it's something I think he could come up with, uh, at least the character that they've shown us so far. But it was it was good. I'll, I'll, granted, it was fun to watch uh, how he how he ends up uh, uh, taking them out and and let's uh, uh, calling it saving the day um, for for all intents and purposes. But um, it, I don't want to give too much of it away. You 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 go you go ahead with this. You go you you, you take over for this point. He becomes a badass and pops out eyes with his thumbs. And there's that. <laughs> so uh, they get out of the situation, obviously. Um, so they, they get out of their situation. Uh, everyone gets killed um, in some form or fashion. Um, the infection, which for some reason, I forget what they were calling it. The rage? The rage. It's called the rage. Thank you. Um, the rage takes on a couple of the military personnel, and he basically lets them go kill each other. Uh, while well, he's he's going to uh, take care of uh, take care of the main guy, uh, uh, Christopher uh, Chris Eccleston, but um, they get out of uh, get out of the situation, and uh, it, as it turns out, um, we were not uh, alone, and it does uh, turn out to be it was at the time just uh, infected in England, and not anywhere else. So the entire world pretty much put uh, England on a uh, quarantine. Um, I'm just going to stop even thinking I can stop saying, um, or, uh, at this time, because I'll doesn't try to edit it out as much as I can. Oh yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. First I was doing it just to, just to screw with you, but I, I can't do it anymore. Now it's actually just happening. Uh, see, I didn't, didn't even try. Didn't that even was, try. that was half a one. That was more of a, uh, <laughs> cause I stopped myself kind of. So finding out that, uh, it's just uh, uh, England that's infected with with this rage virus. Um, so everyone kind of has a happy ending in the end. Um, uh, did it say how many months? No, it didn't. It didn't say how much longer no. at that point that they were they were in this weird house and wrote a wrote a huge uh, help us uh, was it help us sign on the on the ground or or something on the ground um, 
and got the attention of uh, a passerby helicopter or plane, whichever it was, uh, to, to get them help. It uh, it was a great movie at the time. I really enjoyed it. I went back and I watched it again. Uh, I think we watched it a couple of times back when you lived down here in Florida. And you want know, to um, be honest, I. I don't recall watching it. Like I, I, I know I've seen it before, but I, I didn't. I thought about it. I didn't remember if I watched it with you or not. Yeah, it's. I don't know. We we've summed it up. Let let's just go right into the ratings and, sure. and discuss it there. What'd you give it? Uh, ultimate, uh, ultimately, um, I gave it uh, an. Excuse me. See. Uh, uh, I gave it an eighty. Uh, on the yeses on on our main points here. Uh, do you want me to go through e- each one of these? I can go through each one of these and, and kind no, of give you a breakdown. No, okay. We'll just focus uh, on the nose. What, what on, uh, on detracted from it for you? Um, could I have watched this movie multiple times? Um, I don't. I think after uh, seeing it the one time a long time ago and then seeing it again, <clears> I think I'm good. I, I like. I I get the gist of it. I understood it. It was fine. Um, it's not. It's not up there in my favorite movies of all time. So. It, was it was it enjoyable? Yes, it was enjoyable. But could I watch it? You know, again, um, would if somebody would say, "Hey, I got a copy of this. You want to watch it?" I may I may say, "I'll pass. I've seen it." Um, and the other no, uh, the soundtrack uh, and score of it uh, give me emotional experience or, or compliment compliment everything. I I kind of didn't I kind of didn't. Um, to me, it was it was very it was a very monotone track. To me, is what it sounded like. Um, it didn't, uh, didn't really do much of anything for me. Um, so that's, that's pretty much where, where I got the 80 from. I, uh, I gave it a 90. The one that detracted from it was I didn't not look at my phone. You know, I, I found myself every so often grabbing it and, you know, looking some stuff up on Facebook. And I, I don't think that was because of the movie though. I think it's because I was so familiar with the movie. We've seen it so many times that I just knew what was what was coming, what, what was, was happening. Coming, sure. <clears throat> What's up? No, no, I was agreeing with you. Oh yeah. So I think that was that was why that. Now I I can I'm gonna say I disagree with yours because I we have watched it multiple times. You know, if any if it's six months down the road and somebody says, Hey, you want to watch twenty eight days later, not to be confused with the Sandra Bullock movie. Um <laughs> I think I would say, yeah, let's let's check it out. I, I love the action, the blood, the gore, the story, everything about it. I, I have no problem watching again. The score, I thought I thought the music did very well in conveying the action and the intense nature of what was happening on the screen. Mm. But I agree that it was very repetitive, really. Yes. Uh, it's it seemed like the same song or the same score over and over and over and over again. There was no yep. real variety to it. So I, I somewhat disagree. I somewhat agree with you on that aspect. So the only only thing I would uh, uh, bring up to you is uh, talking about looking at your phone. Um, I actually, I, I didn't look at my phone once. And uh, it, I, I, I want to say that it's probably for the sake of, I was enjoying it. I, I did enjoy the movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it did rope me in. So I had no no inkling to even, even look at my phone. My phone was there. My phone was sitting right next to me and I, and I was okay with it. But at the same time, you've seen this movie more than I have. So you, like, like you said, you knew what was coming up, you knew what was going on. So seeing this again was more like a, a little bit of a refresher to you as it, as opposed to me who I saw it years ago and then watched it again now. 
So, mm-hmm. uh, but to me, I was, I was roped in cause I, I forgot about a lot of things as, as it was going on. And I was, I was vested. I was vested. I, t- I took it, uh, took it all the way, took it all the way in deep, hard. And it, uh, it felt pretty good about, uh, about an 80% good. It did. It did that, uh, the other 20%, you know, when it was coming out, <laughs> um, it, uh, left a, left a, oh, left a mark. It did. It left, a, left a little bit of a mark. So, <laughs> Can hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, we're gonna move on to twenty-eight weeks later, the sequel. So whoa, 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 then... wait a second. Wait a second. This movie had a sequel. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Take a few moments to listen to the trailer. We'll be right back. What happened, Dad? To Mum? Your Mum and I were hiding in a house. And we were, uh... Just trying to stay alive, I suppose. But we were doing okay for a while. And then we were attacked. Just happy you're still alive. This one scored a seven on IMDb, so a little bit less. Scored a seventy-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so again, a little bit less. Had a higher Metacritic score though, at seventy-eight uh, percent, and a four point three on Google users, so almost the same on that one. Yes, this one uh, <clears throat> I got to tell you reminded me very much of an Ar- a Dario Argento movie. Uh, very colorful, very uh, tortured. There, there's a lot to this one. Uh, do you want to go ahead and do the rundown on this one? I can, I can absolutely start. Um, but uh, being the fact it's been, it's been a little bit since, uh, since I saw it, I'm definitely going to be forgetting some things. Um, this movie starting out uh, the same uh, during the infection period of time uh, with a oh, I just thumped really hard on that counter. I'm sorry. Um, this movie <laughs> starting, uh, uh, like I said, starting out uh, during the time of the infection uh, of the rage virus. Uh, we see uh, Rumpelstiltskin. I'm sorry, Robert Carlyle. Um, uh, so, uh, who who's I? I was really disappointed he didn't go full Monty. I, <laughs> I was. 
it's actually kind of glad he didn't go full Monty on this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? How is it good enough for Cillian Murphy? Not good enough for the guy who actually went full Monty in a movie called Full Monty. <laughs> how is it good enough for that? Um, so uh, this <laughs> this movie starts out during the Rage Virus, and he is uh, held up in a house uh, with uh, his wife. Um, and, um, no kids, his kids are not there. They're, uh, his children, um, he's hoping are safe. He's not sure where they are. Uh, the, uh, him and his wife aren't sure where they are. They're in this house with a, uh, a few other survivors. Um, you can tell it's a little, little estranged in, in the, in the house. Everyone's just kind of getting along cause they kind of have to. Um, but, uh, they do, uh, a, a kid comes running up to the door as, as they normally do trying to sell, uh, Girl Scout cookies, uh, during a, uh, during a raid. No, that's not what he's doing. But um, he does come not banging on the door for help. He's being he's being chased, uh, and of course they're going to be very very careful as to who they're letting in uh, inside because you don't want somebody bringing a virus inside um, and getting everybody infected. Which uh, uh, the kid does not do personally, but does end up happening because he was getting chased. So all hell breaks out. Everyone's got to get out of the house um, and find a way out somehow by by. Uh, happen cha- happenstance or happen chance, however it is you say that. Uh, Robert Car- Stance, I, I was writing one of them. Robert Carlyle and his wife get locked uh, or get separated in the same bedroom, uh, but Robert Carlyle has an opportunity to get out where he thinks that he can't get his wife and he's being a coward basically and, and, and running for uh, getting out himself. Um, he sees what looks to be that his wife uh, gets, uh, uh, gets infected. So he books it out of there, um, kind of screaming, crying type of thing. Uh, kind of, kind of the same character he he, he plays in uh, um, uh, Once Upon a Time before he becomes Rumpelstiltskin. Kind of, he wants to be brave, but he's but he's a coward at heart. Um, and so he goes running, getting getting chased down, get manages to get himself out. Um, and as we uh, then flash forward uh, later. Um, to uh, uh, we find out that uh, again that the rage virus was contained. Um, uh, the uh, UN has sent in the US because that's what that's what we do. We come in with uh, Edris Elba, um, who is apparently um, uh, not British in this movie. He's very American in this movie uh, to take care of all the uh, the people with the rage virus and burn all the corpses and uh, try to rebuild London and bring it back to to what it uh, what it was before. Um, how, how am I doing here? You uh, you want to jump in here at any point in time? You have anything you want to add uh, going on right now? No, you're doing very well. Um, I will say uh, certain things, though, that happened at the beginning. Did I miss? Uh, we, well, no, no. Like at the, uh, before the kid comes knocking on the door, we are led to believe it's it's nighttime. It's very dark. It's very yeah, sullen. Good point. Uh, yep. We, we don't know what's happening. We find out after they're banging on the door that they've got the windows and everything all boarded up. They're holding themselves up in this house. When they open the door to save this kid, they're just blasted with this blinding light as we are because it, the whole screen just goes white and uh, shines for us. So I did really enjoy that aspect of it. The, uh, the other part was when Don was hauling ass and he left everyone <laughs> behind. Uh, Jacob is one of the characters we we're only like five minutes into this movie and I'm hoping for this guy to die a very violent death. And thankfully he does. So, I mean, although Don was very much a pussy and left his wife to die, 
and of course he lies to his kids later about it. Um, he did do something good. Uh, thankfully, Jacob died because of him. Uh, don't hold back. Don't hold back at all. Say, say how you really feel. Um, what was what was it uh, I was saying? Corey fucking Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Don Hall's ass leaves everyone behind, uh, jumps in this boat, which ultimately uh, causes the killing of Jacob. I, I Again, we are treated with uh, London looking so desolate. Uh, absolutely. This time it's, what's that? I said absolutely. Th- this time it was it was way more than what, what, you, what you see in, in the first one, as far as, far as, uh, as I remember. Uh, with everything being desolate and deserted and bodies piled up and stuff like that. There, there had to have been some some sets on, on this one, like some a- actual studio sets, I'm guessing. I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, I didn't read up on this one like I did on the first one. Um, but the the scene at Heathrow Airport, was that really Heathrow or not? I don't know. Mm. But to, to have Heathrow almost completely empty was was shocking for me as well. And now I did just recently find out because uh, a friend of uh, Devil Bunnies, um, her friend just got transferred over to uh, to Ireland. The airport over in Ireland that she went to is only open for a certain time. They don't get flights all the time. And it's it's like 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., something like that. It's, it's a very short oh, wow. time frame. It's, like, it's no, a, like a normal business. We're only open when somebody is actually coming into the town. Right. <laughs> more drunks per capita in Ireland than <laughs> the one that flying around. <laughs> but, um, no, of all, but the only thing that, that really kind of pissed me off was uh, this virus had wiped out so much in, in, uh, in the UK. I mean, it, it wiped out millions of people, uh, whole towns, places, and everything left desolate. The one thing it couldn't kill was rap. <laughs> Seriously? How, how long did you work on that, by the way? I don't know. I got to bed around three. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that paid off. I, I, I really, really, really hope that paid <laughs> off. The one thing I couldn't kill, rap. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You know what it didn't kill though? Edris Elba. And thank that's true. Thank the Lord it did not. <laughs> thank the Lord it did not take our Luther. So we go through everything. Uh you you led up great. Led up to um eventually we find uh, the kids on the train. And they're they're coming into this uh train station. Uh they're making the announcement, you know, uh, I forget exactly what the announcements were, but you're going along with them. You're watching out the window. You're getting a, a glimpse of the UK. It's really pretty. Then they pull into the station. And there's all these military personnel. We find out as they get into town that this is uh, Andy and Tammy. That is uh, Don's kids. Now, I don't I don't remember. Why were they separated from the parents? I believe they were visiting somewhere else. When, when that was when that was happening like like visiting uh, I, I don't actually don't have that written down and I should have because that that actually is a is a good point but I believe they were visiting somewhere else and they couldn't get back into the country uh, because of the quarantine um, and they didn't even really know that uh, that anybody was still alive um, as far as as far as the family was concerned until later uh, you find out that they that they're going there they're gonna you know they're gonna meet up with uh, with dad when they uh, when they get uh, yeah. get to the airport. Yeah, so they uh, 
we introduce the kids. They come in. Dad takes them around, uh, pretends that he leads this uh, tower of apartments that they live in. Uh, Hawkeye is there. <laughs> um, Sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. For some reason, he doesn't have a bow and arrow. This time he has a sniper rifle. But um, I, I, I think this he's uh, pre-Hawkeye. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure this one's pre-Hawkeye. <laughs> Eh, anyway, and he's also a little bit of a little bit of a um, peeping tom, so a yeah, a l- little bit, little bit there. Oh yeah, but tell me, we would, we all wouldn't be um, if somebody were dumb enough to hand me a gun like that with a uh, with a <laughs> with a uh, uh, scope like that. Um, I'm sorry, it, it, I, I'll end up shooting myself before before I even have a chance to look through the scope. So I'm out. I'm out of that running. <laughs> I'm way out of it. Well, it they they talk with dad. Dad makes up this story about how he couldn't save the the mom. Uh, tries to make himself look good. It do- doesn't work. The kids want to find out what happened. They sneak out. Which, to be perfectly honest, they made the entire U.S. military look like amateurs. Oh, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> didn't they? They, they, they snuck right out for all the cameras that they showed that were on this on this pr- uh, property. They didn't notice at one point in time two kids hopping a fence and like walking along a bridge over water right. <laughs> through one of those cameras. I mean, the with only person who yeah, with a boat, the only person who did notice was Jeremy Renner was, yeah. was our Hawkeye. He's the only one who said, Hey, what's going on over there? You know, and he kind of let it happen for a little bit before, before it looks like he, he actually uh, uh, rang the bell saying that there was a problem. I do like how he called them pups. That was cute. Yep. Yep. Well, the kids uh, sneak past the U.S. military into this quarantine zone. They Go see home. all kinds of horrors. The the dead bodies everywhere, the, the rotted pizza, which that alone made the movie the most scariest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> they steal a scooter. We see a goose. Uh, <laughs> we do see a goose. That's a, that's yeah. correct. And then the goose was not rage infected, which is this, which is which is interesting because when you look at it, uh, going back to 28 days later, the, the monkey was was rage infected. So how come the goose didn't get rage infected? I'm thinking it has to do with their their brain, the brain capacity, the fact that I don't think they have the same violent tendencies that more simian style uh, animals or I, simian style creatures are accustomed to. I will have to disagree a little bit on that one just for the sake of have you ever been bitten by a goose. I, I know your story. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> so so I'm going to flat out say I disagree. Geese are violent in nature in general. So, you know, I was as I was saying that and you went, I'm going to have to disagree. I had that image flash in my head. And I went, oh, shit, I forgot. about that. <laughs> Which we're not going to talk about. No, we're not. We're not going to talk about. But <laughs> they are violent. That's all I'm going to say. Um, well, well, the kids get home. They're they're exploring their house. They're looking for something. They hear a noise. They find mom. Let's just cut right to the chase. Mom is still alive. We find out for some unknown reason, heteochromia is actually a way to stave off the virus, which I don't understand. Which we should have pointed but, that out at one, at some point in time. That that could be my my fault too, because. Um, and, and if, if people aren't familiar with uh, heteochromia, that's two different colored eyes. And the boy has it, and they pointed out that my uh, that the mother has it as well. 
Mm-hmm. So it's one, uh, what was it, one blue eye, one green eye, something like that. But it was definitely like, you definitely see the difference in the color of eyes. I think it was one blue and one brown. Um, yeah, something, something like that. And uh, the daughter, who was uh, hot as hell, has oh, it was 15 the same years color old. eyes. 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Said. No, I, I don't know that for, for a fact, so you can't, you, you can't say she, that. Well, no, I, I think you're right, but I... I yeah. It's the same reason I like some of these TikTok ads that show up on Facebook. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, someone is uh, someone's parents really uh, don't care what happens to her. <laughs> well, that didn't sound ominous at all. No, no, not. I'm just saying. I mean, you start posting shit like that, you know, online, you got to be careful. You know, you sound like someone who wants to pay twenty five thousand to hunt someone in hostel. Uh, if I had the cash, right? Maybe, maybe. I, I think I I'd do short. more than five hundred for the local. I just want the experience. <laughs> for the local, I just want the experience. I just, it doesn't have to be from around our town. I'll just take whatever you got. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Yes. Yes, back on topic. All right, guys. We had a brief uh, discussion here, which will be cut out, just so you know. Um, leaving it all in. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we, we, the movie goes on, they find the mother, they, uh, the American military catches everybody. They sneak in, they, they grab everyone, they bring them back to base. They're testing the mother to find out what's going on. They find out she is infected. She does carry the virus, but she's not succumbed to it, which is great. They, they begin to try to find a way that they can, uh, harvest her and use her as a way to, to make an antidote for it. It doesn't go very well. Not well at all. What happens there, Chris? Um, well, after we find that the mother is alive, uh, Dad, who has been harboring all this internal guilt for leaving her, thinking that she was dead the entire time, never going back, never mentioning that there was a possibility that his wife was out there, um, rightfully so, kind of thinking she was dead, but still harboring all the guilt and, and trying to say there was no way he could have helped her when there was, there was a little bit of a way he could have helped her. Um, he go he wants to see her. So using his janitorial uh, credentials, um, he gets in to uh, <laughs> where where she's because essentially that's what he was. He was really just a just a a janitor with with a you know maybe some maintenance experience. So um, he gets himself. Into where she's being kept, which, by the way, I want to point out that if the military is sharing the same code they give to a guy who should not be in a restricted area, there's a problem there. And I I completely fault uh, Idris Elba for letting him have that code. But uh, he gets in there and decides he's going to to talk to his uh, uh, talk to his wife uh, and apologize and thinking that she's okay, not realizing that she does, in fact, really have the virus at this point kisses his wife Big and as we have and as we have learned in uh, in this movie or in these movies um it's a transmission of blood and or sweat and or um saliva that uh, will transmit the rage virus well she is immune to the virus but as a carrier he is not immune to the virus um and immediately starts raging out and then him himself kills his wife um, and manages to leave that area and starts infecting other people. 
So guess what we now have? We now have a new um, rage outbreak, this time in the safe, quote unquote, safe zone. Now, one good thing does come of this, though. The U.S. military gets to play real life Bomberman. That's accurate. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, it then becomes a, okay, everybody who looks infected, we have to take out. So all the snipers are, are doing their doing their thing, trying to get them until they realize that they really can't tell the difference anymore. So then it becomes a kill anything that moves. Kill them all. And like that, sort of kill them. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And that includes these kids um, that Jeremy Renner realizes, hey, these kids aren't infected. They shouldn't be down there and decides we're all screwed anyway. I'm disobeying orders and going down there and trying to help people um, and making sure that these kids get get out. Um, but what we don't realize is that Robert Carlyle's character, Don, uh, the dad, uh, who's now running around and everything, um, apparently has a vendetta to find these kids and seems to be, uh, which I have to point out, I was a little surprised that they showed that kind of like memory uh, capacity because before when you saw them, they just seemed like mindless, angry animals. He seems to be looking for his kids to kill them is, is, the, is the impression I got out of this. I don't know if you got the same thing, but every time we, we come across him, uh, whenever he sees these kids, whenever he seems to always be trying to track down the kids, it, he wants them dead. And I think that's, that's his, uh, his guilt towards his wife and towards his kids uh, at this point in time because of how, how, much, how gu- much guilty he felt from leaving his wife. I think it's still there. Even, even through the rage virus, I think it's still there. Yeah. Well, the, the thing, the, this, this movie, like I said, this one shows a little more uh, zombie elements than the previous ones did. Yes. They, the other ones, they were, I don't know how to, to say it really. They don't die. The, their brain doesn't suddenly stop working. They just become enraged. Their, their number one goal is to kill anything in their way. Whereas what a zombie does is it just wants to eat. So it kills to eat and move on to the next meal. So I don't think it's that far of a stretch to think that the people who are infected with rage have free thought. So I think he's a little more composed. Yes. Like you said, uh, than any of the other ones, but he's still that violent infected person. So, Oh yeah. I'm not, not taking away from that. He absolutely is uh, violent and infected and he, he's still going to go after anybody who's, who's in front of him. But I still think that in the back of his head, he's still harboring this, this ill will and guilt uh, to our, for everything that's happened with him personally. And I, and I really do think, and, and as it, as it, goes on like i really do think that that he's out for his kids like like he'll kill anything that moves he'll he'll go after anything that moves but but ultimately he wants his kids right excuse me i was doing the the one thing you uh, you asked me not to do which was gulp my gulp my drink that's okay um, i can edit it <laughs> good luck with that and all the ums and uhs and <laughs> <clears throat> so uh now we're we're all in an area um where uh Jeremy Renner is trying to get uh, get these kids out to safety and runs across um, the oh runs across the one character we did not we did not mention, uh, which is um, uh, Rose Burns' character Scarlet. She's the doctor. She's the one who figures out that they may be able to to find a cure for the rage through the wife's blood. Um, 
the one person we really should we really should have mentioned um, because she's a she's a integral part of of uh, the rest of the movie. Um, linking up with uh, with the kids and Jeremy Renner trying to get out um, and and get to uh, get out of the safe zone, which is going to be napalmed. Because at this point in time, the U.S. pretty much says, okay, nothing that can be done. We're just going to kill everything that's, that's there now. With so That's where the real-life bomber man <clears throat> comes into to play. Correct. I, I don't care how many times I see this. As soon as you see that bomb drop and it just fills the streets, leaving the buildings there, mm-hmm. I can't help but think, bomber man. <laughs> that's funny because you, you uh one of the other takeaways i took away from uh from this movie um the guy who's the helicopter pilot and uh and i didn't uh i don't think i wrote him down on here um and i should have wrote him down on here because he's kind of kind of important on here too um the guy from lost the guy who had who's uh uh his son um mm-hmm. and the dog he's the, he's the guy from lost the, the first thing I, I i yelled at the tv i went hey i know that guy from lost and that was it <laughs> that was it but he was he was actually kind of integral in in this as as he wasn't in it uh as much as as jeremy renner and uh the woman uh rose byrne uh but uh he was he was definitely uh definitely kind of important should have been uh should have been noted on here i'll uh i'll tell you he he did contribute my favorite part of this movie which which part's that when he wipes out the field of zombies with a helicopter <laughs> You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That was fun to watch. Um, and I would definitely uh, for uh, get to the reviews later. That's uh, uh, I would definitely watch that again. Um, as as far as that goes, that was uh, that was very fun. And I don't see why more people don't do that with helicopters when you have zombie, uh, well, or zombie or rage virus uh, uh, people coming at you. Uh, if you have a helicopter, use it. Use it. Absolutely. We we're pretty much at the end. I mean they bomb the area it doesn't work uh, a lot of a lot of the infected are still alive jeremy renner's character is trying to save the the hot doctor and the two kids uh they're in a car he, they can't get it started he gets out and starts pushing the car so that they can kind of push start this thing and it finally works they're it's fantastic uh the car starts they start taking getting ready to take off he gets hit with a flamethrower um she drives off, leaving him there to burn to his death. Uh, he's screaming after her, "Come back, you bitch! What the hell?" Um, that that I'm pretty sure didn't. Uh, that I think you're. I, I don't think that happened. Maybe it's in the director's cut. Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so they drive off. The long story short, because let's be honest, it's not as good as the first. It's not accurate. Long story short, they they go to the underground tunnel. The father follows them. They're uh, trying to get out of town on the the trains. Doesn't work. Everyone gets separated. It's too dark underneath. She's trying to walk around using the sniper rifle, night vision. And suddenly becomes the Blair Witch Project at that point. Yes, which I don't understand how they're walking down the stairs and she's directing the kids and they trip over something and fall down the stairs and suddenly they're lost. There's only one direction they could go down. How did, how did everyone get lost? That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, it was granted it was pitch black, uh, in, in the area. And if no one else had, uh, had what she had, uh, which I, I don't think they did. Um, it, it, you're not really going to know where, where you really are. And if you've never been there, you, you're definitely not going to know where you are. You know, 
So here's a question for you. If you've never been there before, you are you going to start running around in the pitch black? Is that the first thing you do? No. Oh, I, I, <laughs> wow. I really, my survival skills, I will be dead so quickly. So, so quickly. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first thing I'm going to do is just turn off all the lights and just run around. And if that doesn't work, um, uh, you know, someone will hand me a sniper rifle, which I'll eventually just, it'll just shoot myself in the foot and I'll bleed out. So that, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be a good survivor. I'm not going to be a good survivor at all. Yeah. Anyway, they get down there. The father shows up, um, attacks the kids. Yep. Somebody comes in and kills the father. I think it was the daughter. Uh, kills the father. I think was the woman. The doctor. doctor. Yeah, this is what happens when when we wait two months. Um, I think it was. I, I honestly, I think it was. <laughs> I, I want to say it was the it was the doctor who got him. I think so. Gotcha. Either way, it was a very disappointing death. Um, the best part of the the last uh, third of this movie is at the end when everybody's kind of reached their their happy point and we we're seeing that the quarantine is still going on. It, everybody seemed to forget over the last few months that there is a tunnel that connects England to France. And we see them emerge from this tunnel into Paris. And there was never a third. And there was never a third. We could have seen uh, what would happen in, in Paris when uh, the rage virus hit. But I, the only thing I could think of was, uh, uh, what did I think? What did I say? An American zombie in Paris or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Yeah. I just wasn't a fan of this one uh, as much. And to be perfectly honest, I, I I gave it a 70. There was a lot that really did not go well with this one for me. I actually, um, uh, I also gave it an 80. And I gave it an 80 based on the exact same two things uh, that got me in the first one, which was, could you watch this movie multiple times? Now, now this one. Absolutely not. I was. It did have more people in it. I liked. Um, uh, definitely not gonna. Definitely not gonna uh, deny that. Jeremy Renner. I'm a big fan of. Uh, Idris Elba. Huge fan of Idris Elba. Um, the kid. I. I don't think he's done anything since this movie. Um, to be totally honest. Uh, the guy from Lost. Yeah, he was the guy from Lost. I, I liked Lost. Lost was a good show. Uh, but. Even even after all that, could I sit through and watch watch this again? And that was my first time watching it. I was I was one and done. I was good. Like I didn't. Uh, the, the The other one, uh, the first one, same thing. You know, I could I watch it again? No, I'm okay. You know, I was I was good with it. This one, absolutely not. Like, it, there's a shot. If you came up to me and said, "I got 28 days later, you want to watch it?" If there was nothing else going on, I'd say, "Yeah, sure, maybe." This one, 28 weeks later, no, thank you. Um, and if I remember accurately, and I'm going to ask you this question, was it the same music in the first in this one as it was in the first one? Because um, I also noted music on this one; uh, it did not do anything for me as as, as well. And I, I want to say the whole reason why I put it on there is probably because I I think it was the same music. I don't think it was the same, but I think it was very similar. Very similar. Okay. Yeah. I should have looked up who did the music on on the two of these. But I should have looked up, but I did not. I'm sorry if you hear a wheel 
moving. That's my mouse. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, um, you know, that for me, uh, I can I can scratch off the list and say, okay, been there, done that. Um, if if anyone's a fan of of zombie esque, I'm gonna definitely say zombie esque movies. Give it a watch. See what see what you feel on it. Um, personally, uh, this is this is how we feel on on these two of them. Uh, obviously, uh, Miguel uh, likes this uh, likes the first one. Twenty eight days later, more more than I do. Um, but we both definitely disagree. Uh, but excuse me, both definitely agree on twenty eight weeks later not being not being worth anything more than a, than a watch. So are we both in agreement then that the uh, 28 days is better than 28 weeks? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know what that means then? It's uh, time for a trivia. Ah, you got yeah. it. Oh, I got it. Oh, is that, is that, is that the question? Then I got the first question, right? No, but okay. You ready? I'm ready. Hit question me. number one. The word zombie was first used on screen in the film. Night of the Living Dead. True or false? False. Damn, just jump right into that. Okay. Uh, that is correct. Because <laughs> if I remember correctly, there was a, a silent movie uh, that was done dealing with zombies back in the 20s, I think. And I don't know why I, I the, said it the, the way first I said one, it. I think the first one was uh, King of the Zombies back in the 1930s. It was the 1930s? Okay. I thought I thought there was something definitely back way back then. So now, the original concept of zombies involving the magical reanimation of dead bodies was in the voodoo traditions of what island nation's folklore? Uh, clearly, it was. <coughs> I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. Um... <coughs> Did you get that? Did you say the island nation of Kafrohura? You uh, no, it was the other one. It was the other one? Oh no, that is incorrect. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. It was actually the island nation of Haiti. That's what I said. That's exactly what I uh-huh. said. I, I, I just my my pronunciation is a little bit different from from being up here in the north. Um, we we say uh, we say that word as. <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's see. Return of the Living Dead was the first movie to have zombies specifically crave what? Brains. Exactly. Which I always found amusing that uh, the majority, <laughs> the, uh, that, that's how most people think of zombies. Well, up until The Walking Dead, I'm sure, but that's how most people ever uh, viewed zombies was just these reanimated people walking around with their arms out just screaming for brains. All right. In Sean's plan in the movie Shaun of the Dead, what is the name of the pub they will end up at to wait out the crisis? Um, I'm going to flat out say I don't recall. I have not <gasps> I have not seen that movie in so long and I'm ashamed of it. It's been on my list of I need to rewatch Shaun of the Dead for so long that I don't recall. I'm sorry. I have to I have to I can't even I can't even guess it. I know. I, I could hear the. I think you hung up. I think the podcast ended because I said that. Hello, hello. I really wish you could see the daggers. I, right I now. can feel the daggers right now, and <laughs> and believe me, because I really, uh, I, I really enjoyed Shaun of the Dead too, and and that's why I was like, I want to watch that movie again. It's it's been so it's well, been too long. Are you ready to kick yourself in your ass? Go right ahead. The Winchester. 
<sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now I will. I will absolutely kick myself in the ass. Now there. The other question, the final one. Ironically, the answer is one, the, one of these movies that we watched. So I'm not going to ask this question. But I'm going to ask you to pick either top or bottom. <laughs> now, is this a, a top and a power bottom? Or, um, uh, oh, I feel like no matter what I say here, it's going to be bad. So I'm, I'll, I'll go with top. Okay. Really, I was asking whether or not you wanted the question on top of it or the bottom of it. So. Oh, oh, uh, well, that's uh... and coming from a power bottom bear. I just want you. To know. <laughs> so, all right, let, let, let's go with the, let's go with the top then. What Stephen King film based on one of his short stories has folks stranded in a grocery store after a thunderstorm that brings vicious otherworldly monsters? The mist. Jesus Christ, these were easy this time. It, that, no, to be totally honest, that wasn't that easy for me because I had a choice of two movies that were very similar. Which two? Fog. Fog did not, no. It didn't? No. Because one of those I didn't see. So which one had to, uh, which had a remake with Tom Welling? Was that Mist or was that Fog? Neither. One of them had Tom Welling. You thinking Thomas Jane? Oh, wait. No, thinking Tom Welling. All right, we're going to hit up IMDb real quick. Yep, real quick. I'm doing the same thing right now. Tom Welling, you said? Tom Welling. Yeah, Superman. Clark Kent, Smallville. Let's see. Oh, he was in Lucifer? Oh, yeah. This uh, entire season. The Fog. I knew it was one of them. I have not seen that one. Wasn't wasn't incredibly uh, fantastic, but it wasn't horrible. Holy shit. I have not seen this. Why did I just blow your mind? Mind blown. <laughs> it looks like shit. Like I said, it wasn't the best thing in the world. My God, this looks horrible. <laughs> Is that Kanye West? I, I don't. I don't think that was Kanye West. Well, maybe. I don't think so. Well, IMDb, the first user rating, gives it a 1 out of 10. They destroyed a classic horror flick. Yeah, it was a remake. Oh, my God. Anyway, mm-hmm. yes, it was The Mist. Was the uh, mist. Which, by the way, <clears throat> we are going to have to review that one at some point because okay. I friggin' love it. The best ending I think I've ever seen. And thanks to another podcast, I didn't know... Um, they actually did a black and white version of it, and it's supposed to fit a lot better with the way they were delivering the words. It gives it more of oh. a classic film feel. Okay. So I have to get the unedited Blu-ray because it's on there. Okay. Okay. Same thing with uh, Mad Max uh, Fury Road. There's a black and white version called uh, something Fury and Chrome, and it's supposed to be a lot better in the black and white. Really? I would, I would think that uh, Mad Max... Uh, that you talk about the latest one, uh, that's Fury Road, right? The, the yes. latest one. That one was very. It had a lot of colors. It, it really did have a lot of colors. So I, I taking that away, I wonder what that's uh, how that's going to make it feel. Yeah, that's why I, I've got to uh, 
grab it and take a look. Which, by the way, uh, we got a few donations. People sending movies in for us to watch. So if anybody wants to check out my Amazon wish list, just shoot me out an email. I'll send you my wish list. You can send me more movies. If anyone wants to, everyone wants to check out my. Uh, um, uh, GoFundMe page just to send me money, just to go ahead and do, you know, send me money. I'll take it. You know, ab- absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't have one of those, but I will take your money if you want to give I, me money. I, I think it's about time uh, to probably by the time this episode airs, we may have a Patreon by that point. Um, running this podcast out of my own pocket. It's not, it's not super expensive, but it, it, uh, it is up there. So that's, you know, 20 to 30 bucks a month that uh, would probably go towards something else. So we'll, we'll throw the GoFund or not the GoFundMe, the uh, Patreon up there. You can do your part to help support this uh, podcast. If you like it, I'll, uh, I'll donate. I'll donate that. I can do that. When it, when it... As I was thinking, I mean, a dollar an episode, we don't have very many listeners right now, but a dollar an episode, every little bit helps. Sure. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll create some, uh, uh, exclusive content for our Patreon supporters. I was thinking about putting together sort of a gift basket for the very first person to contribute. Um, you know, maybe some movies, uh, some pretty cool horror theme stuff that we put together, kind of make a, a surprise box for you and you sub, uh, submit a, a support and send us your address and we'll get that out to you kind of thing. But don't, don't do anything just yet. Don't go looking for the, the Patreon page. It's not up yet. I do have the name locked down and ready. We just need to hammer out some details. And I think Chris and I can work on that over the next couple Absolutely. of weeks to get everything put up. So by the time this episode launches, it may be out there. Just check our Facebook page or our Twitter and uh, we can keep you posted. Absolutely. And in that first, uh, that uh, very first person who's going to donate, you will get all five seasons of Babylon five. I hate <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. I want to give a special shout out to Tommy over at Tomcat Trivia for providing the, the questions for today. Um, they're very helpful. I appreciate it. We've got a ton that I'm going to be able to ask you in the future, Chris. And uh, all right, guys, in our next episode, we are going to start off a new series. The verses will be our, our regular like we did today, but we're also going to put out a new series called Then and Now. And essentially what we do is we take an original movie and we compare it to one of its remakes if it has multiple remakes. So, for example, our first one was sent in by uh, one of our listeners. It will be uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. It is a break from traditional horror, but it does have, by definition... <laughs> some horror elements but uh just kind of put it out there we will take submissions and if you want to hear it we'll put it out there so next up will be the day the earth stood still versus uh, the original versus uh what was it keanu reeves i think was in the keanu reeves. yep and thankfully i actually just bought the blu-ray that comes with both versions so oh, that's a I've thing got that covered. okay good yeah so you okay with that i am great with that that's a little bit uh um, as much as I like horror, I'm like, like I said in uh, uh, my my episode number one, uh, I'm I'm pretty, excuse me, uh, big uh, big sci-fi buff. So this uh, this definitely falls into uh, a little bit more. I, I, it falls in it falls into your category too, but definitely uh, falls into my category as well. Well, I believe earlier 
uh, one of our earlier episodes, Ian and I had a, a small sidebar discussion about how there's a fine line between sci-fi and horror. They, they pretty much go hand in hand. So can be, can be d- depending on what the, uh, I, I personally, I think depending on what the topic is, but it absolutely can. Be. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the day of the earth is still as a horror movie, but I do see something like aliens as an, as a horror movie. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That, that definitely get definitely gets both of them. So I think it'll be fun. Um, I like comparing remakes to the original and uh, something like that is going to be a classic. So I can't wait to view that and discuss it. Absolutely. All right, guys, once again, thanks for listening. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, If you have any suggestions, let us know. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm loving it so far. I've seen better. And with that, I'm, I'm, a hearty. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a, I'm having a good time doing this as well. Um, I, I really am. It's uh, it's very enjoyable uh, to uh, express my opinions and uh, to anyone who cares to listen. So. Fantastic. All right, guys. Once again, thank you. Have a great night, and we'll see you again. <laughs>